It's another edition of Your Sports Fix with the Sports Falls. Devin Ashby, Dan Cousin. How you doing, Dan? Hey, what's up, man? How you feeling? Feeling good, feeling good. Just been paying attention to the world lately. Just a lot going on, but um, you yeah, know, it's like it's like a dream world. It's almost it's hard to it's hard to kind of put it <laughs> into perspective because it's almost like it's not even really happening. Right. Yeah, it's like especially this past week, um, all of the uh, sports basically simultaneously canceled games and stuff because of more police shootings of unarmed African-Americans. And, yeah. you know, yeah. the NBA delayed a couple playoff games. The WNBA uh, did it. And Major League Major Baseball. League, yeah, baseball. Uh, soccer did it first, I think. And then Major League Baseball followed suit after. The NHL didn't initially, but then... They they postponed games for basically when every other league it decided to do so. Right. And um but kinda weirdly to me, it's like not even a day later most of them are back playing again. So it was Yeah, I wanted a, to get your take on that. I, I thought that was um thought that was interesting. I mean, yeah, it was it kind of an impromptu thing, I think, from the Bucks, you know, after uh, you know, doing some research and reporting on everything. Um you know, everyone was upset in in the locker room, and, and they just said, look, we're not going to play. And I think it just kind of evolved, you know, after that. It just it was, wasn't was like everything was set up that way. It just it was it kind of just happened that way. Yeah, I think, like, I don't want to drag them too much for it just because it's like it's almost kind of like when Kobe passed away and it was like, you know, games got canceled because people were just super distraught. Well, Actually, the Clippers and Lakers canceled games because they were distraught. I feel right. like this is a similar feeling and a similar instance that the players were dealing with. Because, like, I don't know if you saw the video of uh, Jacob Blake, but oh yeah, it's it's awful. it's crazy. I mean, yeah. like I was, I mean, it was literally jaw dropping for me when I saw like the full video and you know just seeing hear, hearing uh, video of police giving water and to uh basically people running the streets of weapons trying to start sh- i was about to curse i want to keep it clean here start stuff <laughs> sorry i'm like trying to keep my temper kind of even keel here but yeah like and you'll you'll hear over the the megaphone like oh we really appreciate you get appreciate you guys you really do you know th- when you when you hear and see all of these visuals it, like i can only imagine i'll never know what it feels like to be an african-american in america but I know how I feel as myself and hearing that. And it just, it's sick. It's sickening. I, I, I don't even, I couldn't even equate how anyone else would feel in, in, if I were in their shoes. Yeah, and that's, that's I mean, that's why I, I don't want to get on them too much about it. But, I mean, at the same time, it just, it felt a little, I won't say disingenuous, but it just felt like, I mean, they were, coming back a little too soon and then i'm with you yeah like i I wanted to see obviously i I wanted to kind of um see what were your thoughts were on that um because personally for me um and this isn't like the easiest thing to talk about um you know like honestly as a white man in america because again like i said i i don't i can't ever feel that pain i can never feel like you know i'm always being looked over in certain situations or i feel like i'm treated differently because of the color of my skin 
Um, so, but when I, what I'll say to what I do know, um, is that I felt the players, I feel like the, I don't want to blame the players. The players really need some leadership. They need someone to really stand up for them. And LeBron's done a great job, but to, to really get this thing into legis into legislative mode where you're going in and you're trying to get with the power players and local government and you really want to spark, it's not, it's not going to go through the owners. I know there's influential owners and that the bottom line is what you need to hit. You need to hurt the pockets. I get all that, but there needs to be a more unified way to do it other than just saying, we don't feel like playing today and then sulking and then going back and playing basically two or three more days later. For me, I think that's a huge uh, disappointment. And I'm not speaking for anyone but myself. I just right. felt like there was more on the table. Um, like I said, I feel like after the George Floyd situation, there, there was a, it wasn't we asked to be to have a seat at the table. It was a demand, a banging on the table that this is our time for right. everyone. And I just I'm waiting for that answer, the, the, the calling bell. It's just not there. And it's really frustrating to me. And there's no right or wrong answer. One size fits all. So I don't know what you thought about it. Personally, I felt like there was a lot left to be desired with what the, what the Bucks started. Right. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think also this is kind of what Kyrie Irving was talking about before the bubble started. Right, right. And, you know, a lot of people, obviously, because it's Kyrie, that it was he was an easy target and and stuff. But I mean, this goes back to what he was saying about feeling like the bubble itself was a distraction from some right. things. And then you look at like the WNBA, for example, they've been on this. I think they've done ball. a hell of a job. I don't know. Like, I mean, I think they've done a stellar job. They they, yeah, they deserve way more recognition. They deserve their flowers. Yes. Yeah. They they and the thing with them is they have even more to lose than like an NBA. It, absolutely, and financially everything that comes with it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I thought they did a, a not even great a stellar job. I think it was beautiful. Like like they actually had, um, you know, they went on air live TV. They had demands. They had historical value of why they wanted these things to be accomplished instead of just. Your traditional, um, I guess, approach to, to what we've seen, you know, because like, right. don't get me wrong. I love the fact that you have Black Lives Matter on the floor and that you can have that on your on your jersey and stuff like that. But I feel like that's a, a such a small takeaway. Like you keep that like everyone should want that. But there should be more that comes with that other than just a slogan. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like like what the WNBA did was not only tell you about what Black Lives Matter means and just everything that's going on, but they were educating people who might not be aware or just they're ignorant to the fact of what's really happening. Yeah, I've been I've said this from the beginning. I just felt like not that we don't appreciate what the NBA is doing, but it just seems a little too like clean, a little too right. corporate, a little too. It seems like, like yeah, you're right. It, exactly, it was what you said. It's corporate. There's yeah, a, I feel like there's yeah. a lot of marketing. I think there's a lot of profit off of, of this movement, and I don't feel like it's real. Personal opinion here. I don't. I don't. I can't verify if it's going to the right cause, and I don't mean Black Lives Matter. I'm talking about. I think a lot of companies are lining pockets with this. You know, with this initiative. Right, and you just you you wonder if 
I mean, and you, and you, and that's why yesterday I was like, oh man, this is the first time that something has really. I'm like, wow, this was this took me aback when right they, and that's why I too was disappointed when they um they when they when they didn't follow through with it because I'm like, what's next? And right. Not even a day later, it's like, oh well, we're gonna go back to playing. Well, I mean, I, I have friends who are like, well, now I'm not watching because they like you said, they, they feel really it was like a hissy fit, wasn't it? Isn't it like like you see like and again, this might be taken out of context. But like when when a small child doesn't get his or her way, they'll have a temper tantrum and then it will cool a cool off. And then you, you go in the corner. Right. And then you come back and then everything's fine. This is not fine. The NBA should be it, it should, in my opinion, the whole league had to say this is it. We're not going to play anymore. If they need to get scab players to come in and finish this thing out, do so. But in my opinion, every player that's there is, you know, for the most part, are millionaires. They don't need any more money. We both know that this isn't like a real tournament. This is a perfect situation to for no one to have a W, uh, so not W, excuse me, an NBA championship because it's it's a COVID cup. Let's face it. This is a perfect time to take a stance when the league really needs the money. Like, I know they've been doing well, but, like, this is really an opportunity to force the NBA to just halt, and then maybe other leagues will stop and say, look, you know what, maybe we need to slow down and figure this thing out and maybe try to put funds and put money in, in the right places, but I guess this is so like I'm trying to find the the perfect thing to say, but the th- the, the yeah, reality for- is they like like LeBron James. It was reported that when when he was speaking to to owners that he he walked out of the room because he was frustrated, and that tells me like you said with corporate. When you said corporate, I feel like that's what's going on. No demands are being made even at the like at the micro level. And and then when they are, I don't think who knows what happened in that meeting, but maybe they weren't followed. You know, maybe it was just like, well, deal with it, or you know, go home, get out of the bubble. Who knows? But I also feel like I saw something come out today that they, there were some demands that were made that they the part of the reason they agreed to come back to play was oh oh we're going to turn our arenas into polling places. Yeah, for which, which LeBron cool. talked about for a while yeah. actually. And then yeah. they're saying, you know, Michael Jordan's been the liaison for, mm-hmm. for the players. You know, I'm, I'm seeing that. Like, so yeah, Jordan it, stepped not. up. He really has. Like over the last few years, he's really stepped up. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, for all the past, I guess you call them sins that he's committed. Yeah, yeah. I think he he's realized. <laughs> like, uh, I think he had an OJ moment. You know. Like we're t- like like I'm not black. I'm OJ. I right. think he was living that for a while, and I think he's starting to really see like I, like I need I need to help out. I really need to do more. Because um, I remember, yeah, when go ahead. The whole, I don't know if you remember the Alton Sterling. I mean, yeah. So many daggone shootings, but <laughs> like that particular one, that was the year. I think I remember that was the year where Michael Jordan woke up and was like, "Oh, I just can't sit on the sidelines anymore." And that's yeah. kind of when he started to. You know, yeah, he kind of came out for every every media outlet. Like, whoa! Like, like Jordan spoke. Like, it was just right, like yeah. you know, it was just kind of like, oh, or no, not I, him. It was it was the guy that was killed in Charlotte. I, I, again, so many shootings. Like, but no, yeah. I'm just saying, like when Jordan yeah. actually when he came out and was like, he's like, I can't, I can't just sit back and, and watch yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like, whoa, Jordan really stepped out there. No one really expected that. Um, but no, I guess to to your point, yeah, I mean, like I, I was upset. 
I, I, I felt personally, there's power in numbers. I've said this many times. Right. It, this, this league, like this, the COVID Cup doesn't matter. I don't care who you give a championship to. This is a perfect opportunity. Everyone in this tournament, they're not hurting for money. I mean, I don't see a right. lot of guys that are really struggling. Even even the guys who aren't really stars or they're 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 making their money. If if the whole league stuck together and it's like we're not playing games, all of us, we're not doing it, then they would really have something and they could build off of it. I can't tell you what it would be, but I'm telling you now that uh, you know, Silver would really be like, ooh, ooh what are we doing? Uh oh, we got to do something. <laughs> like, right. you got, that's when you really have those influential people in the room and you force the ownership to do, at least you, you kind of hold them hostage. Like, you know what? This is what we need. Yeah. We are the league. All Not that, just one or two uh, players. All that, you know, the, the, the way the league has kind of made themselves this progressive beacon of whatever, you would really put that to the fire. Right. If you. I mean, because every time you cave in, it's like they don't have to actually walk the talk now. It's like, oh, right. we can just keep, we can keep, and not to say that they're not. I mean, I don't know what's going on in these rooms, but like. Well, you know what? You know, you know, you know what really happened that I, that we probably never will know. Um, the, so reportedly, again, you know, this is, this is from multiple sources. Mm-hmm. They said that the LA Lakers and the uh, LA Clippers we're totally fine with not playing the rest of the season. Now we're talking about two of the best team front runners here, two of the best teams in the league here. And they were fine. LeBron. Right. They were fine with it. So why would LeBron leave the room? My, my, the thing that I think happened, this is, this is what I think really did happen. He heard a lot of players like, man, you know what? I got, I got to take care of my own. I got to take care of my kids. I got to pay these bills. Knowing knowing that most of the guys in those locker rooms are well off and it's like do something selfless and i think and again i can't i wasn't in the room but i feel like lebron was upset because a lot of players they simply wanted to finish the season out and and he was totally content with not doing it for the for a bigger cause right and maybe maybe he felt like the and again we don't know this but maybe i'm thinking that probably could have happened where a lot of players are like look man i got to do what i got to do and and it just it just broke his heart you know what i mean right. so yeah and i i could see and i could see that because the other thing is i can't remember somebody else i saw said this it's like it's like you said these are millionaires and right. so you know even skipping this game is kind of convenient for them like oh they, right. they won't be hurt off one game check versus regular people like like me and you who right. there are people out here marching and getting tear gassed and and right. and, and losing and, and, losing and like eyeballs and stuff from tear gas canisters and stuff like that. getting killed now now people getting yeah killed getting killed like i mean and y'all can't stop uh, some games in a book right. that probably shouldn't be happening anyway in the midst of a global pandemic right like you know that's so, yeah, why I would love exactly. community leaders to get with these because, like, you know what these and I don't want to cut y'all. I just like I'm just saying, like the community leaders and and any everyone in, in Black Lives Matter. I think look, we can't act like even a player like LeBron, who's extremely intelligent. He's very aware of, you know, even though he's rich, he understands the plight of everyone, you know, and all right. the things that are going on. Even if you have a person like him and you have multiple players like him and think the same way they might not necessarily know how to handle it from um, a financial standpoint, 
from a legal standpoint, from from uh, like I said, taking things to people that can get things done in the legislation for like bills to be passed for mm-hmm. more accountability for police officers when they do these things. They need help, and the players are too. I don't want to say they're too proud, but they don't want to say like we don't know what we're doing. But somebody needs to get there and guide them, give them some. That's, that's what they need. And I don't know if you saw, but I saw something saying they they reached out to Barack Obama for advice. Like, yeah, but that's that. what you need, and that's not that's not a weak thing. That's like right. you are great at what you do. I need your help so we can take this thing to the top and really and really force the narrative. They can't do it alone. I'm not saying that it's like, like oh, well, they're just athletes and they don't know everything. No, that's like saying, like, oh, you know, um, you want me to be a biochemist or something. Like, I don't have any experience in that. I talk about sports. Like, what do we, you know, like, you know, it's one of those things, like, you, if you need uh, uh, an expert in something to help you out, there's no shame in that. And I think that's what the players need right now. Right, exactly. And I, and I, and I feel like they're going to eventually come to a point where they're going to do that. I, I think some of them are going to reach out and do things. So, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see. But I guess on the court, at least, we're talking on the court. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 saw some. We did see some playoff games. We saw some things happen. Brett Brown finally got fired. Yeah, that was and it was quick too. Jeez, <laughs> like not even before the ink dried on the fourth game. Oh man, that, yeah, I, that was pretty crazy. I mean, like we we you know I don't think we're the only ones to call it, but you know that was you know a thing. For, this isn't the only year where everyone was crying like we need to make a change at that at the head coach position, right? So, um, you know, and again, I don't think Brett Brown is a, a, a bad dude or anything. I, I think I think he's a, a great he has a great mind in, in, in coaching as in, you know, I, I just don't I think he lost the team. And, and you heard comments from a lot of the players, you know, Embiid was saying, like, look, I don't think we had an identity on offense. So it's like, hmm, you know, like, I, I don't I don't know exactly if he if he lost when he lost the team, but he did. Yeah, they actually. I saw a, a report in Bleacher Report about the last two or three years since he's been, and you know, with Simmons and Embiid. Mm-hmm. The issue that this report kept bringing up is he's not confrontational. So he he would do things like instead of going to Simmons and say shoot a three, he would he would drop little tidbits to the media like. Well, you know, he's got to improve. He's got to do this. He's got to do that. Oh, or, like oh, passive no. aggressive stuff. <laughs> yeah. MB, oh, you know, MB's got to come in shape. You know, we need him to be that guy. Like, and instead of telling MB, you're telling the Philadelphia Inquirer. Right. Like, you, you can't know, do like, that. Just, you just like, that. you can't, you can't let stuff leave the locker room like that either. So, right. Um, and then they were saying that, you know, obviously him and Butler clash, they had, cla- and that, because, you know, Butler is confrontational. Yeah. You know, so, oh, we know that. Yeah, everyone yeah, him, knows that at this and point. Butler, him and Butler didn't get along for that reason. You know, him and Butler and Simmons didn't really get along because of Butler's style of play. You know, he doesn't take any prisoners, and Simmons, you know, we we know his reputation. So it's right. like it, it it was a mess from the beginning. And like you said, he's not a bad guy. You know, he's a good basketball mind, and I think yeah. somebody's going to pick him up, maybe as an assistant. But yeah. like, it just had to happen. It, had, it was it was a, it was beyond time. 
Well, I mean, I think it was it was admirable what he did with that team. As far as it was, I mean, they were in the doldrums. They weren't. They're in the basement, and you know, he got them. You know, to the, you know, he's got them to the Eastern Conference semis, and you know, he 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 did a lot with a a team that we still we we still to this day think had a lot of talent, but they they did have a lot of flaws as well. And you know, when they brought Jimmy Butler, and I think that was um that that's what they thought was that extra piece that was going to get them over that hump. It, it was a chemistry thing for me, and, and when you hear stories like what you mentioned, there's no way that you can win a championship with that kind of back and forth. And, and, and right. if you're the head coach, you you gotta, you got to put your foot down, and you got to really stick to your game plan and just play ball. And, and I, I just don't think there's too much bickering in that organization. I'm hearing it from Embiid. I'm hearing from Sim. So, you know, here's the reality. you got a point guard who can't shoot. you got a big man who, who doesn't really – he wants to shoot threes and doesn't want to get down the block enough. Okay. And you, yeah. And you just don't have a, you don't have a lot of depth, at, you know, in the, at the, you know, bench, anyone off the bench. And JJ did a lot more for that team than people really gave him credit for. So again, that team had a lot of flaws internally that I don't think a lot of coaches could fix, but who knows how it manifests in the first place. Right. And then even worse, the contracts that they signed were horrible. Like you, you let Butler walk and paid Al Horford franchise cornerstone money to come off the bench, and mm-hmm. you paid Tobias Harris because I guess you were scared of letting him walk too. Right. And you paid him max money as well, and the both of them, like, where were they? Especially Horford, right. where were they? Like that was that's two hundred million dollars. <laughs> in fully guaranteed money on two players who have not even like Horford is probably past his prime at this point. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like the move for Tobias. There's no, we, I, we know that Tobias can kind of disappear in games, but um, you're right. Al Horford's a great player, but he is, you know, father time is beating him in that battle. And um, honestly, I, I didn't see how he really fit in, 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 in that offense and even defensively. So my biggest thing was, if I was okay with Tobias Harris because when when he's hot, right. it's over. Like he he just takes over a game. But how many times you're going to see that? And when you you max out a guy, he can tend to get comfortable. So you know, that's right. kind of what happened. <laughs> and then we wonder, like, I mean, they said as of right now, like Elton Brand's job is safe. But I'm just like, I don't get how. Like, cause he went for one, he's a holdover. From you know the Sam Hinkie days, you know right. all the all those people, and you know if anybody should be under pressure, I definitely think he should. Not to say he should get fired, but like you know, I mean, he's. I don't get how he's not on the hot seat. Like if the if the coach is getting fired, then you know. You know, so I mean, sometimes they give a bigger grace period to GMs. I get that. Yeah. But like, I don't get how he's not under the hot seat too, because he's the one signing these checks. You know, he's well, the one. You know, I mean, I don't know how desirable that that job is, though. At this point, if you were to ask me that two years ago, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I like that a lot." Um, exactly. they, they got some things working for them here, but now I, I just, I, I really don't see, um, I really don't see it. I mean, you know, I wonder if Ty- uh, Tyron Lue is going to consider going over there for that head coaching spot. Um, that'd be interesting because I don't like him in that spot. I don't really like anyone in that spot, but I especially don't like him there. Yeah, I mean, because I think he had an opportunity to coach for like the Knicks or some team that was just god awful. 
And he was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go over to L- the Clippers and do something over here, you know. So, right. and, and I, you know, and I commend him for that because I think he understands that, you know, like look at Fisdale, you know, like I think he's a really good coach. I've always believed that. But when you go to these crappy teams with no prospects and no support from the, you know, upper levels of uh, the senior levels of the organization, they're not gonna help you. Either you win or you get the hell out. And and right. the thing is, is Lou is like, look, I got my ring. I'll wait for my opportunity. You even mm-hmm. saw it, um, uh, Golden State. You know, <laughs> like like you even saw that too. When um, oh, you got to help me out, uh, Luke Walton. You know, when yeah. you know, remember Luke Walton was like like a god when when Kerr was hurt. You know, when he was going with the surgery and stuff, and and he came in, and, yeah, and then it's like, oh, you know, and they all loved him. It was like, I want to see him coach, and you know, it's eh. <laughs> so it's like, like you, you figured out it was the players that did that. I mean, the players—they're the ones on the floor now. A head coach is extremely important in, in the NBA. Probably, I would say. Well, I mean, it's up there with the NFL as well. And, and you know, I—I I, I think um, it, a lot of it has to do with, like I said, players have got to fight for you. And if you lose that locker room, it doesn't matter how X's and O's how you're going to do things. I mean, we saw it even with Larry Brown with the Sixers. As great of a coach as Larry Brown is, even though he got him to the finals, you know, mainly from AI. But it's just like when you don't mesh well with your star players, it's tough. It really is. And that's where that's what makes Doc Rivers so great because it's like that team that they had last year. That was a right. scrappy team. You know, there's no way you think that team would give Golden State six games in the series. Like we thought. They're going to sweep them, get them on out of here. These dudes gave them a six-game series, you know, and they didn't have any of the superstars, but that was before Kawhi and before Paul George. You know, Pat Bev was probably their best, well, second-best player. Like, you know, so coaches like Rivers who have the command of that locker room, and that's, yeah, you you knew Brown was not going to last when, you know, those things started to come out. Yeah. And And I just wonder, like, they said they're in salary cap hell basically because of those contracts to Embiid. I mean, to um, Horford and Harris. So it's not like any free agents are going to want to come there, let alone be able to. And yeah, yeah it's just a mess. <laughs> like they, they, yeah, they, and, 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 you know, I, honestly, and, and, I, I really commended them for the whole process deal because remember Embiid, what was it like two years till he actually played or something like that with the injury? Yeah. So, I and mean, like his first year too. Yeah, the patience they had, and of course, you know, let's face it, how many big men have you seen in the league? I mean, he could have been Greg Oden for all we know, you know, like, like so mm-hmm. that could have fell. So I, I was like, wow, you know, that was impressive. They actually waited a team that was this desperate to have a star. They could have went somewhere else, but they went with Embiid. I thought that was really impressive, and it worked for, for the most they, part. I think they learned because you remember they, they drafted, drafted Jaleel Okafor. That didn't work. They right, Nerlens Noel that didn't work. Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz. I mean, even though that was a little bit different, but you know, then you had the whole. Burn- that was number Burn- one game. overall. I mean, like. Oh yeah, he was. Was he? If oh, I'm wow. not mistaken, yeah. I mean, like Markel, like I said, now he when he played for Washington, he was he was getting buckets in a, in a weak conference. But I mean, you know, you, the thing the thing is, is that you know, with he had that kind of weird 
uh, I forget exactly what it was medically, but the problem with his you know, elbow or his arm, you know, when he's having like funky... arthritis in his shoulder or something. Yeah, like yeah, and, and he had those funky free throws, and a lot of people when they saw, they're like, "Ooh, yeah, that's 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 not just a, a thing he's doing, like a little that, that something's seriously wrong." But he kept trying to. You, then you remember the whole Burner Gate scandal? Like, I mean, it, it just yeah, it, it's just is. If it wasn't one thing, it was another. Like. That's why I never understood the hype with them. I mean, you know, they 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 had talent, but it was they were getting their own way. They just kept getting in their own way, like. Yeah, you know. I mean, they had look. They had an opportunity. They re, opportunity. They really did. Um, it, and you know, honestly, they still did well. I think with what they had. I mean, we're talking about a team that won what, like 15, 16 games. You know, a couple of those years, and then Brett had to basically roll roll them in the right direction and, and kind of will them to get things going. And, and the minutes restriction, let's not forget that Embiid has never really played a full season. And, right. you know, that is a liability. And, again, as much as I love Simmons, bruh, you got to learn how to shoot. You're not going to be a slasher. I know you're a big guy and that you, you're physical, but you can't shoot if you're going to be that guy. At least shoot your free throws, dude. Like at least get better at the line. But I mean, actually, Shaq even got better at the line near the end of his career. I mean, you got to put in that work. I'm not saying he's not working hard, but I mean, I want to see something if I'm going to pay you that as a GM. But I think we we might see it. I, I'm gonna just be honest with you. We might see it next year. And the only reason I think this is because back to that Bleacher Report, there was so. Simmons didn't appreciate the fact that Brown wouldn't go to him and it would go to the media. Right. So like when he would say, look, we need him to shoot threes. He, he responded by going 25 straight games without shooting a three. Right. So he, he was purposely doing that. So there's a chance yeah. right now that you get some new blood in the building. Maybe Simmons opens it up a little bit. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I just don't, it's a skill set issue. I don't, I don't think he, and yeah, that's I don't true. think he has the ability, like, like not everyone you can, and I'll, I'll just put it this way. You can shoot, you know, everyone thinks like, Oh, if I try really hard, I'll be able to, there's tons of players that will, will work on their shot every day, put up like 500 shots a day and they still won't be a good three, uh, three point shooter. They'll get better. But I, I don't, a player like Simmons, I don't think he can, be a good three-point shooter right i think if you put him like defensively i like him i like you know i, I like his his range his, his reach and getting those passing lanes I, I like what he can do as an offensive threat no one can really guard him as as far as being a slasher and, and a really good dunker that he has, doesn't get a lot of credit for but yeah, the older big. you get yeah the older you get the more important your fundamentals become and you can't get away with that stuff anymore and and that's and and when you think about that as a gm do I want to invest in a guy like that if I'm not seeing him hit these marks? And that's kind of the where they're at. This is the same stuff Wizards fans say about John Wall, too. John Wall. I, I was going to bring him up, but yeah, you're right. John Wall, when he can't use a slasher, he's almost played faster than his body should allow him to until yeah. he kind of slowed things down and, and figured things out. But as you can see, his, his situation is a little different now because we know about his injuries and his history. But yeah, he did. But to his credit, he has worked on his shot, and it's gotten better, not great, but I think he's another one of those guys like, could you ever see John Wall being a three-point shooter? I can't, but at least he's working on his craft, and he's a better mid-range shooter now. Right. And he can Even Derrick Rose. Down. Remember when Derrick Rose came back after the, the injury? Remember with the Bulls? Remember how he was stroking for a while? 
Yeah. Like he was working on. He was in the gym. He, it's just like Zion. Remember Zion? He was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, so some guys can do it. Some it, it might. They might not be able to. But at least work on your fundamentals. You think Giannis will ever? I mean, just switching off. He's getting better. He's getting better. Like he and he's. You know what? And it's a confidence thing I, that I like to see. He's he's really going out beyond the arc, and he's, he's he's trying to hit these shots. And he's better in transition, I've noticed, with the three. when he, he can pull up now if he wants to. It's just, will he get that green light? And I think he now has a confidence from the coaching staff to be like, okay, you know, take over. And there's going to be points in the game where they're going to want him to be conservative, where he's going to just play, um, you know, aggressively, get to the cup, and just do his thing. Um, but th- there are going to be times and points in the game where they might be up by five, and it's like let loose. Let's see what you can do. So right, right. I- I've noticed that a lot too. But yeah, I think Giannis is doing well. I think he is he is getting better. But same point. Do you think Giannis would ever be like a guy who could just pull up and just stroke and just hit nothing but net? <sighs> I don't think so. <laughs> but we'll see. But he is getting better, which is you want to see a little more consistency. But yeah, he is he he is putting in that work. Definitely, definitely. Now I know. Moving on, um, I think the the Blazers series was over anyway, but it's really over now right. because Lillard, um, Damian Lillard's knee, he messed his knee up, so now yeah. he left the bubble completely. Yeah, that that was um that was rough. Yeah, I don't and, know. Um, on the flip side, Russell Westbrook is coming back. Right. So that that and that series is tied. So you wonder how that changes things now with with him coming back in a, in a 2-2 series. I'm surprised you know. it's 2-2, for real, for real. Um, but uh, the beginning of the series is kind of rough for OKC, but, um, I mean, look, you, you get a you get a perennial all, all-star back. I mean, it's obviously going to give them some lift. He might he might have some rust getting back in, into the lineup and, and getting comfortable, but, I mean, he, they're instantly, you know, 10 times better now having both Harden Having two of the best guards in the league, I mean, definitely going to have a, a huge impact. Mm-hmm. It might and take, then, like I said, knocking off that rust a little, but he'll get he'll get in there. He'll he'll get it working. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of somebody who's got it working, Luka Doncic. Yeah, that was nasty. That like, that, that buzzer beater that he hit. Yeah, that was all, insane. First of all, we got to talk about Paul George. I don't know what it's going to take. <laughs> Do you really want my opinions? It might get pretty graphic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm getting tired of this. Like, I'm I'm really getting tired of this. Like, I mean, he finally. I mean, great. He responded. Whatever the most recent game they played, he he finally responded. But I'm like, bro, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Just, well, he did. He did say that he had. Um, he talked to a like a therapist and he was having issues mentally in that, you know, it, he, he felt completely better after the session and, and that happened. Right. But to, to that point, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to question any of that, but what I will say is like, um, I think it was Michael Wilbon. I'm pretty sure he was just like, look, you know, I feel like you created more pressure now because now we see this is playoff Paul. You say you're, you're good now. Now you got to stack that. Like you gotta you gotta keep going into the right direction and keeping because they even like we, we talked about this last show. They need Paul George. Like uh-huh. they really need him to be not not just, oh wow, you had a good game. I need you to carry this team in spots. And I'm just not seeing I'm seeing more product I saw more production out of him with OKC. And he wasn't even 
you know, like he wasn't even like that guy. It wasn't like he was with the Pacers. You know, he was he right. was more of a shooter because of you know he's changed as a player since that injury, that horrific injury. You know, but what do you, I mean? I don't know. Do you think he's really going to uh, uh, keep this going? I, he he has ability I to, but I, I just I mean, yeah. isn't it effort that is is it a thing of like I don't know what it is. I can't I can't put my finger on it. Now you wonder like especially with this a little bit of a longer break now because you know the the the, the delay of games and then you know his his whole thing maybe maybe we'll see what happens i mean but the other thing is like like you said they need him and we're seeing it now cuz Dallas <laughs> Dallas is starting to taste feel themselves a little bit yeah. and it's like you know, like you see Luca, he's been going at it with people. You know, like they're not they're not backing down from the Clippers. Ain't nobody scared of the Clippers. Well, <laughs> you know, you know so. like Dallas is they're kind of hobbled right now. But right. I don't know that any team. I don't know any team that wants to see them in a game seven. I'm just gonna be real. Like nobody wants yeah, to be put Luka in that Dang spot. Right. Especially with no real court advantage as far as home court advantage. There is no co- home court advantage in this bubble. Right. So that's that's you're playing with fire. And if if do you really think the, all the hype train that came with the Clippers, if they get knocked out Game Seven, that's gonna be horrible. Can you imagine right. Kawhi they, leaves Toronto for this? Everyone, you know, like right. And same thing because we saw it with um with Philly. Everybody was ragging on Jimmy Butler, and Philly exits in round four after saying, "Oh, you know, see you in the conference finals, and he'll never get there." And, and you know, so it could be the same thing here. Yeah, I mean Boston. Like I said, as far as everyone else, I mean you know Boston looks legit. Now that series against Toronto is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, um, I can't wait for that. Um, Who you do know, you have coming out of it? You know, I still got to roll with Toronto. I, I love how hot Boston is, but Toronto is just—they just played. They're playing with like a, a focus that's just—I mean, they're just relentless, man. Like, like they, they just. They just have the confidence that no one else is better than them, whether it's true or not. They're playing like it, yeah. um, and and that's something you can't really put. You can't put you know you can't do anything but just admire like how how well coached that team is. And but I'm telling you, like that's gonna be that's not gonna be if that's a cakewalk. I'd be really shocked because that's got to be that's gonna be a dirty series too. That's gonna be a very physical series. Yeah, at bare minimum, I can see it going six. Yeah, I, I expected to go. Yeah, no one's getting sweet. There's there are no brooms coming out on that one. I can guarantee that. Right. There's no way that's got that's gonna be a grimy. I'm hoping it takes it back, uh, takes it back to old school basketball on that one because I, you know, you, you got guys like Marcus Smart, and um, you know, my thing is, yeah, man, that's gonna be a nasty series. You know, Tatum's got some. You know, he he he's got a little chip on his shoulder too. I like I, Jalen Brown, all those guys. Like they they you know they really stepped up, and and I think they gr- they've grown into um, players. That, and again, they we we forget the experience that they have. They do have yeah, playoff experience. We we look at them as younger guys that might not be ready for the moment. But remember, they were thrust into this, so th- they're ready. So that's going to be a really interesting series. Like yeah, they've been to a conference finals before, and I and I'm just wondering though, because we we've said all this before with them, like oh you know they're growing up and and oh he's the top scorer. I just wonder, can they put it all together? Yeah, they and, have the seasoning now. I mean, like they should have the juice as well, but well, I don't know. I mean, like that's gonna be 
Um, that's going to be a tough series. But man, I've been loving Miami. I mean, I know the Pacers didn't put up much of a fight, but Miami's been—they've been looking all right, and, and Butler's been playing well. Yeah, I'd love to see Miami and Toronto duke it out. I mean, you know, no disrespect to Milwaukee, but like, yeah. I'd love to see Miami and Toronto duke it out. Yeah. And I wonder that that series though, Miami and 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 uh, Milwaukee, because you know Miami gave them some problems when they played them this year. You yeah. know, like Giannis struggled against that size a little bit with Bam and um and those boys in the inside. Like it, it's that that one's gonna be interesting too. Like mm-hmm. they better not sleep. Drogic's yeah, you know, he's people forget how great of a play. I don't want to say great, but he's a very good player. Um, and he's a guy that is a willing passer, and he can get hot at any point in the game. Um, I, I the thing is, is I think. Miami again. They're another team that I, I love their confidence coming into that game. So yeah, we we know that Milwaukee. You know, the time is taping. They're three one still, but we we know Milwaukee's going to handle the, the business. We know they're going to secure the bag. So um, I I just don't see like the Bucks. They're they're just there's something off with them. I, I'm just it's it's not it's not the fact that they had that you know they they dropped an egg the first game in that series. I just something is not right with that team, and I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know if you noticed that too, but it's just yeah, it's just something. Something's just not right. I, it seems like they're just taking things a little too easily. Like they're just like oh, well, like like they're looking ahead of a like an opponent like uh, Orlando because they can win. They could still get back into that series, and I'm not saying they will, but they just seem like they're sleepwalking to me. They just have the talent to get by. That's what scares me when you when you face a team like Miami right now. Mm-hmm. Like they can get in the uh, they can get in the hole o two. I I truly believe Miami can put them in a hole early if if they yeah. really come in and play like they have against the Magic because I have not been impressed. Right. right and 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 with no home court advantage, it's not like they can just flip and switch. Well, they might be able to, but yeah, it's harder. It's you go you go with a hot hand. You go with the team with the most confidence. Who's a health? You know, all these guys can play. They're they're healthy. They're hitting their strides. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Um. You know, but if a te- but for on to Miami's cr- uh, credit, or at least, at least to this point, um, they can't let the Bucks run away with this series either. Like they got to split it, at least to, to keep this thing like rolling. Because if, if the Bucks go up 2-0, they're they're really going to be tested. And like, oh, this isn't Indiana. <laughs> like right. we, oh, that guy's like one of the best players in the league. This is like right. a generational talent. And if he gets, and if you get that man confident, it's it's gonna be a long. It's it's gonna be short series. <laughs> like they're gonna knock you out like nothing. <laughs> right, right. So it's definitely you know that's gonna be interesting. And my thing that that I still can't really gauge the Denver and Utah series because just when I'm sitting here thinking. Utah's gonna oh you know Utah's gonna close it out and we're gonna move on and then Denver come right back <laughs> you know yeah. I'm like I I just cannot figure that series out well whoever they play out of, out of that uh, the Clippers uh, math series it's it's not gonna be it, it's not gonna be uh, it's not gonna be favorable for them I mean Denver I had a lot I had more expectations for Denver. Um, I, I thought I thought they were going to handle Utah. Um, I mean, like, and I don't want to disrespect Utah because they have a good team over there. But I, I just felt like Denver, they just had the size, and and they just they they just seem to have depth. Just more, yeah, more depth. Just just they they're just a, a well-rounded team. They're not the greatest team in the bracket, 
but they they know how to play and do the right things. They're not flashy, but you right. know, De- like when when you look at uh, a matchup between Denver, like if let's let all right, hypothetically, you, you get them against the Clippers. I don't think they match up well at all against the Clippers. Let's say for some weird reason Dallas just goes ahead, reels off two more victories, and boom, they advance. They're going to be tired as hell. They're not going to have any. They're going to be. They're going to be breathing out of their mouths, and they're going to be really hurt and hobbled. And I think any. And I think Denver can. They can. They they could advance. I really do. As good as D- Dallas is, I think Denver can beat them. If you're right. if we're looking as far as a matchup and just like looking. Stacking up each player and 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 kind of a situational basketball, I, I see Denver or at least making it a really tight series. Um, but the Clippers, they don't, uh, they they can't hang with the Clippers. There's no right. way. No. Um, but yeah, it, it, and I feel like they're kind of like Boston in the sense that they're a young team with a lot of talent, and I just feel like maybe they're a year away still. Right. Because, you know, I mean, a lot of those dudes are super young, like Michael Porter Jr. And even Jokic, I think he's only, what, 20? Yeah, he's, he's young, too. He looks like he looks like he's, like, 40 years old, but he's young. <laughs> like, yeah, so, they, I mean, they, they, they have time to get it together, but you don't want to end up like Philly where, oh, you know, the sky's the limit, and then, like, two years later, you're blowing the team up. Like, you don't want that yeah. season. Yeah, and they, they can fall into that, too. And even though even though Dame got knocked out because of the injury, I, you know, Portland, when are you gonna get together? Like, like just just you know what I mean? Like, just get it done, man. Like, we get on the Rockets all the time, but like every time the 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 like look, whenever the the Portland Trailblazers make it to the postseason, we hear about how great Damian Lillard is. We don't hear it all season, but. We'll, we'll go and we'll play those old clips, you know, Dame time and all the like. And I lo- don't get me wrong, I love Damian Lillard. I think he's an excellent player, but I don't want to hear about that. I want to see you advance. And I want right. to see you win meaningful games. Even when they advance, they never really did it with ease. So it's like I, I just, I just feel like at some point they have to get it done. I just, you know, I love McCollum too, but. They they don't they don't really have other than they have some good big men over there but they still need an extra shooter man like they need yeah. that third they need that killer out there they need that third uh, star to really get things rolling for them um, right. so I don't want to throw it all on Dane but it's just it's just disappointing to see them every year like get all hyped up and you know see them in a million commercials and they just get you know just tossed and 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 they talk a lot for a team that does oh yeah them. oh they do. You're right. Like, they mean, do. They do, and they they'll call out. They'll call out teams and players on the low, like not like direct, but on the low. It's almost like a, a subliminal diss on a you know on a track. You know, like it's just like, wait, what was that? And Dame knows about that anyway. So right. Yeah, Dame Dollar. But yeah. it's like, like yeah. Remember a few years ago? Oh, we're gonna sweep the Warriors, and they got swept. Right. You know, or or. Uh, you know, all the time. Oh, put some respect on my name. Put some. Re- it's like, bro, let's win. Earn a it. Let's, let's Earn you know. It. Yeah. But I Earn do it. agree that I mean I don't get why Dame doesn't get the the slander that Harden does. Because yeah, I mean they're literally the same point. player. Yeah, like I said, like <laughs> I just that's just me thinking about it now. Like, yeah, Harden. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those guys. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm one of those guys. Yeah, that's like, I don't think he's ever gonna win a ring. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. But at the same time. I'm looking at Dame because Dame's getting that same fanfare, 
and he's get, but he's getting fanfare when it's like, but you didn't do what what Harden did in a few of those series, and all we hear is oh Harden can't play defense, or he's not he doesn't want to, he's not willing to do it. I mean, right. but he's an elite scorer. I mean, that doesn't give him a pass, but at the same time, it's like if you're going to compare the two players, obviously Harden's a better offensive threat. And, you know, I don't think Dame is really locking dudes up either. I mean, from what I've seen. Oh, yeah, no, no, definitely. So, I mean, like, if you're going to compare, if you're going to really, there needs to be a better compare contrast with those two players. You bring up a good point. I think he gets more love than Harden, you know, and for sometimes not the, all the right reasons. Right. right. But, yeah, it's, just, it's unfortunate that he got hurt this year. and Yeah, I mean, that was tough. Yeah, but I mean, sooner or later. I mean, you, you, you do you see them blowing that team up eventually? Because I mean, yeah, yeah, I think so. They've been holding. I feel like they've been holding out and they've been holding out. But I mean, I don't see as much as I like CJ McCollum. I, I don't. I don't feel like he's a player you can build around. Personally, um, I, I think he's. He's gonna he's gonna be a great player wherever he goes. Like you shooters, you need shooters in the league. It's bottom line, but there it's just gonna cost too much. Dame, look, Dame is not he's he's not a young buck anymore. Um so you gotta you gotta look at the future as well. Like like Dame, he's 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 getting to that part of his career where, you know, he, he we can't really expect a lot much more what what do you think? Like four more years of this? Maybe three? Depends four. on injury. Yeah, I mean, I'd say three or four. So you you really have to be careful with that. Um but again, when you blow up a team, you're gonna be bad for a long time. And exactly. I, I don't I don't know um, if they're really prepared for that because they have a lot of veteran guys on this team. So they're really going to start from scratch. But that, that's what I think. I think they're going to do what the Thunder did and they're just going to trade for a bunch of first and second round picks. And, you know, like they're going to give Dame preference like, oh, where do you want to go? And we'll trade you there. Right. <laughs> you know, like they're, they're going to do something. I, I can see, see but what's dangerous like with that? What's dangerous with that is, like, in theory, it makes sense, but when those players hit their strides and they actually become the players that they want them to be, will they have enough cap space to lock them up? And and will that window close a little too, you know, soon for them? I mean, when we look at the Wizards, look at look at all the years wasted they had on Kelly Oubre. Like, like, did, did the Wizards actually get any value out of him? No. Like you know, look, well, he, goes, he goes to Phoenix no. and he, he he's he's showing like why couldn't you have done this in Washington? They didn't allow him to. Yeah, I blame Grunfeld for that. Yeah, but I mean, you have a guy like that, and you're and you're bringing him up like a young pup, like oh, you know, he'll get there eventually. He'll be great one day, and then you and then and then you just let him go. I mean, they did it with Nick Young. You know, they did it with um, uh, and then they have like faith in guys like Andre Blotch. and it's just like why. <laughs> or you, or you or you get like Vesley and you, you get all you get all these like players that you know aren't going to be anything and it's just like <laughs> you know like like Jared Jeffries guys and you know like Kwame Brown's like well you know and we're going off track with the Wizards you know how the Wizards are but seriously like you get a guy I, Kelly Oubre comes to mind for me to me like there's you got to really know who is going to be that guy if 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 he doesn't work out those first two or three years get him out of there. Like, you know, maybe get some maybe get some value and use them as trade bait. And I feel like that's what they were doing with Ubre near the end, but it just didn't work. Like they got no value. Yeah, it's it's a mess. It's, it's a they, mess. I mean, I think they should probably do it though, because like you said, I mean I mean if there's a, a time to do it, 
it's probably now because you got you got a lot of journeymen in there, and really all you're building around is Dame and, and CJ. Nurkic, I yeah, guess definitely. you know, but you know he's not not too uh, he's he's fairly young, so it's like, but again, I don't know if you build around him either. Or like Gary Trent, but I mean, yeah, you know, but yeah, that that I mean, I just wonder when they decide to do it. I mean, I guess they bought themselves another year because of COVID, but like <laughs> you know, but yeah. what happens next year if if they if they get another early playoff exit next year, like. I mean, when is enough enough? If, <laughs> like, if they get there, you know, if they get there, I mean, the thing is, it's, it's a lot. You know, the West is a lot more competitive now. So, you know, I don't know. And it's only getting better because, you know, you see Dallas, you see um, New Orleans is kind of hanging in there. You see Memphis like it's only going to get better. Right. <laughs> like it's not like it's not like it was a few years ago. Yeah. Some of these dudes they got coming in are like better as rookies. Like this is so I just. The clock is ticking. If they don't do it next year, I think that's it. Do you think Memphis would have fared any any better if if they would have won in the, that that like playing game to get in? No. Yeah. I don't think they would have gotten a game. Yeah, they look horrible. I really thought they're going to do well. I mean, they were playing pretty well in the regular season, and they, I don't know what happened in the bubble, man. Like, well, they you know. they were they were ahead of schedule, so this they were overachievers the, this year anyway. So I think the bubble yeah. was just kind of down to reality again. Because like yeah. a four a four year layoff for for nineteen and twenty year olds, which is most of their team. Yeah. Oh, they did like, overachieve. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. I'm just I'm just curious to see if it would have been as easy for the Lakers. I I agree. I think it would be too. But like I don't um, even think the Grizzlies would have won one game. Dame and them got a game because they're yeah team. yeah. I'm, I, that's that's built for a sweep. I think too against the Lakers because yeah they they definitely overachieved. Um, it would it would have been like oh you know we're just happy to be here like that's that's what they would have been yeah I, yeah I mean it's one of those things like if, if even like that one high school team you play against and, and they're just elite and you know, like your coach isn't gonna say that he knows you're not gonna beat them but he's not gonna he, he doesn't want you to give up you know like give up right. hope but in reality everyone in that locker room is like. We're gonna get dogged today. <laughs> like, right. Like they, let's they just let's with, just try not to get hurt and move forward, you know. They, they say all the right things. Like, oh, right. Yeah, no, we're, we're, it, we're it's not like Disney. Not of anyone. And they, it, it, you know. even though it is Disney right now, it's not like Disney. <laughs> like it's there's no right, right. there's gonna be no like uh, uh emotional music and like, you know, these camera angles making them look like they're godlike and doing all these great things. Like, no, it's <laughs> there's going to be teams that are just going to crush you, and that 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 would have been that series against Memphis, I think. Yeah, definitely. But um, I guess moving on to NFL. Um, the, the, so more allegations have come out against Dan Snyder, and yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. You know, the man has to sell the team. I don't know what he's waiting on. I, I don't know. I mean, like. At this point, like you, I think you said it a couple shows ago. I mean, you don't have any money. Your sponsors are on your neck. Your minority mm-hmm. owners are trying to force you to sell. You're spending money on lawyer fees now because you hired the private investigator firm, and and you're probably going to have to do even more with this new wave of stuff. And I'm sure some more stuff might come out. Who knows? Because I mean, some of these things are going all the way back to like '04 and '03. So like, I mean. Oh, it's every week. I mean, even, you know, the, the Washington football podcast that we do every week on the sports polls. I mean, like, um, you know, my co-host, Sean Farrell, we, we joke about it all the time. It's like, we, you know, we don't have, you know, like, 
it's it's horrible for the organization or franchise, but it makes for good radio. I mean, yeah. it's like there's there's tons of things to talk about during this off season, and it's just like not the good things you want to hear, but it's just it's just so scandalous. I mean, like a lot of the things that are happening, uh, no, a lot of it's like you could say bound it, it walks a fine line of hearsay, but you know the Washington Post has been dropping bombshells on 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 this organization. It's like every week, and it's just like you're just waiting for that for them all to just explode at one point, and. And then you got like former players saying stuff, even though like like you said, some of that might be hearsay. But like, I mean, you got former players. Like, I don't know if you saw a couple of weeks ago when DJ Swearinger released the text messages when Jay Gruden was like, "Let's fight! Like, you want to go? Let's go!" You know, mm-hmm. like so you it's it's always something with this team. Like, it's yeah. always something with this team. Like you said, for me, you know, I, it's it's a lack of leadership. Um, you, you know, and I felt really bad for, you know, obviously, you know, Ron Rivera, we hope he gets well. And, you know, this was a non-football related thing. But, you know, when he was when they brought in Ron Rivera, the, it, like Snyder, well, for one, I think he said it was thank, happy Thanksgiving. And I don't I don't even know where that came from, because it was just like, God, did you, did you have your calendar set properly on your refrigerator there? But right. anyways, uh, long story short, he was like, look. Ron Rivera is not just the head coach here. He's going to make sure that this this whole organization runs like a machine and the culture change is going to happen. Now, there is a culture change. However, it's going in the wrong direction, and it's not Ron Rivera's fault. I feel bad for him that he is trying to resurrect a franchise that's on life support right now, and it's not his job to do so. This is a two-time NFL coach of the year, and he shouldn't have to deal with this crap. Right, it, it's just ridiculous. He wasn't, he wasn't even here for it. Like, like the same right. thing with the, with the new uh, president of of uh, operations that they hired, um, Jason Wright, first African American to be yes. hired. By the way, right. this guy, like, why is he being dragged out to talk about Dan Snyder's allegations? Like, Dan needs right. to come out of hiding and stop. Yeah, sending yeah, he, he's, to do his dirty he's like he's in a hermit mode right now. And you're right, right. I I agree. Like. You know, Wright came into the decision. Now, I, I, I don't want to. I'm not going to say I disagree with you, but I will say, Wright came into the. You know, he didn't live under a rock now. Right. So, like, he did know what was going to come with this. So, when you come into a role like that, you have to know, like, I'm about to get blindsided by a lot of things. So, I got to exactly. be prepared. So, yeah. you know, he did know this, but you're right. He no, I'm, I'm shouldn't have to deal with that. that. I'm saying, in the sense that, like, oh, this bombshell came out, and it's like, you know, in 2004, I don't know where Jason Wright was. Like he wasn't here. Like, right. You know, like it just upsets is- me that though. If you look at his credentials, Jason Wright is he's a, he's a. Um, it's amazing that a candidate like that couldn't get a job in the NFL anywhere else. That's what right. really kind of um, upsets me. For you know, I want to curse, but I try to keep it clean here. But yeah, I mean, like it, it's very upsetting and. But um, think of Julie Donaldson, right? Think of Julie Donaldson coming right. into this situation as a VP. And it's like, oh, yeah, this lewd video allegedly is happening uh, for, you know, with the cheerleaders. When we heard about that scandal that the New York Times reported years ago, and it's just like, oh, now I have to clean this up. Mm-hmm. She wasn't, like you said, she wasn't involved in that. And she's trying to do all the right things to get this organization to a point where it is respected. Um, when it was respected for many years. Whether people knew about the name, thinking thinking the name was derogatory or not, at least the product on the field, there was a level of respect. Having a championship team winning three of four Super Bowls, 
I mean, having Hall of Famers that everyone remembers, people that don't even follow the team, they, they know they knew about Washington. They don't have that anymore. It's all about off the field things, and that's it. It's got to stop. Or like you said, or we both agreed. Are you going to sell the team? What are we, what are we doing? Like, what, like, yeah. What, what do you have to lose at this point? Like, you know, I've well, never well, seen anyone get hit so hard. My goodness. Like, I mean, he is just getting hit from every direction. I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for the guy, and not not for like not not necessarily for all these allegations, because who knows what's really happening behind closed doors. But man, can, this guy is getting hit from every w- which way, and it's just like, man, you're. It's like stop, <laughs> like throw the towel, <laughs> like it's like oh my goodness. Been, and you know, fans have been trying to get him out of here for years, and now I mean, this is like all the info you need. Everything. I it's mean, probably poetic justice to a lot of people. Um, yeah, like this many reasons. Like, you know, yeah, this is like God don't like ugly. Basically, like that's what that's what this is for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you just you wonder, and I, you know, and like I said in the in my podcast as well, it's like, you know, the the beauty of this is you're at the bottom. You can only go up from here, and this is rock bottom. It really is. And well, you did something that, yeah, and you did something. Where you have a guy um, like you know Jason Wright, who's going to basically change the whole dynamic of you know how to, like not how to hire, but it's like you. I feel bad for him in a way because it's like everyone's going to look at him if he doesn't do a good job. I don't want people to think like it's his fault because this is a bad situation. You know, I don't want people to think like, oh, well, he's the first African American president, NFL president. Well, that didn't work out. I really right. hope that doesn't happen, but he, he I'm really impressed with um, his credentials, and I think he's yes. going to do an excellent job. Yes, I do, too. I, I think that that was the, when when they fired Bruce Allen, I think that kind of sort of, even though Dan is still the head of the snake or whatever, but, like, getting Bruce Allen out of the building was kind of, like, monumental. I, yeah. I mean, that, everyone, a lot of people called for that for many years, and I can understand why. The whole McGluin, uh, Scott McGluin situation was, if you remember, there was a lot of that. That was another scandalous thing there, um, as far as like, um, you know, allegedly he had a drinking problem, and there were, you know, there there were a lot of conversations within the organization insinuating that he was drinking on the job and things like that, and. Um, but if you because they said Bruce was also jealous that he kept getting all of the well, he had a he had a, he had a great draft class for for you know for the time he was there he did really well and I don't think Bruce enjoyed that and he want you know Bruce wants to be Bruce right he wants to be the guy he like meant. like put 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 his name up in big letters and a shadow behind him and ben you know and italicize him you know like. Big and bold, nice bright lights. That's what he you know, wants. And yeah, and I mean, it just. Uh, it was, and, I mean, I don't, I don't see. Honestly, I really don't like. Like, it's almost to the point where, I, I don't see Dan Snyder being the owner of this franchise. I just at don't, all. I don't. I don't, I don't get after out. this. Still, I can't see it. If he survives this, I don't know what will get him out. But he would never resign, though. I don't no, think he would ever do that. And but the NFL think- is trying to step in now. So, again. But that's the thing. I don't know if they will because, you know, that would force a lot of them to have to look under their rugs because, you know, I'm sure he ain't the only one doing stuff like this because, I mean, just based off of the way life is, I mean, I'm sure 
it's plenty of other stuff. I don't even know if the NFL would step in because I don't know what dirt he might have on them. I mean, maybe they should have went to Vegas. You know, it seems fitting with everything that's been going on. I mean, right at, in Sin City, what do you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, so I mean, yeah. You wonder if the NFL. I mean, yeah. At this point, like you're, you're I, I'm wondering if the. But what can the NFL do? I mean, you can't force him to sell. Well, well, theoretically, you can't force him if to he sell. Le- if he like if a lot of these allegations stick, they won't need the NFL to step in. I mean, he's right. going to be probably behind bars. <laughs> um, again, if the allegations stick, that I don't, you know, and I don't know, like all of the minute details of what you know is going on in the background and in things that are said and done like we only know what we're we're being what's put, being put forward right so like i'm not going to say anything about snyder if if it's just if it's simply just not true it's just right. unethical and i would never do that all i can say is the product on the field has been god awful for many years right they've the fans have never been taken care of they haven't they and they voiced this this isn't just me speaking this, this just all he has to do is do a quick google search i mean even and, even the, the players can see it because like you know I've, I've seen more complaining in the last few years about oh you know the fans don't come to games they don't do this they and it's right. like all are terrible they don't want to watch you the yeah, I mean, ticket holders like i mean yeah i mean winning cures all it really does and and you know I, the product on the field has to be better, but even so, take care of your fans. Maybe have those concessions that aren't like you know. Maybe I want to have a beer that's not like eight dollars. You know, maybe maybe I want to have some nachos that I don't have to pull out my four hundred one k to get. You know, like like parking. The parking is just ridiculous, and, and you have to park like like a mile away from the stadium. And even and, the ride to get there, like it's in an awful location. Like I mean, you you got to take. What, what metro do you even take the like the with the blue line like I mean it's just everything that's why they're trying to move there that's why he wants the new stadium in DC yeah you know? and I mean it's just awful everything about it and the aesthetics of the stadium like a lot of people uh, you know they're not happy does they a lot of them say it doesn't hold in a lot of noise and and then when you don't have a lot of um, fans to really um you know I mean honestly most of the fans that go to the games I've been covering for more than six years and it's it's more of a road. The road teams have a home game most of the time. I mean, it, you rarely see any any Redskins, or excuse me, like formerly Redskins. Uh, you know, Washington football team fans. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't know what the next move is for them. What's the end game? Because he's not going to resign. Yeah, he's not going to resign. But I mean, I, I can see him selling. <laughs> like I, I really, I don't know. Yeah, and like like resign would be essentially selling the team, you know. Get you know like yeah. I'm out, you know. Um, I, I can see a relocation. I could see a Baltimore Colts move. I, honestly, I, I could see that totally happening in 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 the middle of the night, just like you know what, I'm out. Right. We're, we're gonna we're gonna you know. But again, to, you mentioned what could the NFL do? The NFL can do that too. Remember Al Davis? Remember all the problems he had trying to you know kind of move his team and, and and make things happen when he didn't have a lot of support from the commissioner. You know, <laughs> like Goodell doesn't have to have oh he doesn't need he doesn't have to allow Snyder to be an owner. That's the thing. Just because oh, you have money, just because you have money doesn't mean that you can be accepted in the league. Um, yeah. you know. That's that's something that, like I said, the, the the league could take action in that regard. I mean, I could be I could be wrong about that. I'd have to look back. But you know, if the owners vote and say they want Snyder out with the well, no, but that that's what I'm saying. Like it would it would take it would take the owners voting, and I don't know if they would do it. This is I mean, because yeah. the same NBA, 
but I don't know. I don't know how many friends he's made. And again, this is hearsay. This, but I don't. I don't. I don't know how many friends he's made. I'm not. I'm not in yeah. those meetings. But I, you know, I've and, heard that too. Yeah, but he's not exactly. I mean, he's rich, so they kind of accept him. Right. But not. He's not like. Oh my God, Dan. You know, like. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, so like, I, I don't think, you know, and again, if if any of these things stick, where he he might have to, you know face like, any kind of jail time or whatever happens where he might not be allowed to be back into this fraternity. Right. Like, it's not like he's Jerry Jones. Like, you know, there, there are certain people that you just like, Oh, you know, Oh, no one can kick Jerry Jones out. Let's right. just be yeah. real. <laughs> Let's just be real. I don't care what scandal. I don't you care do. what Jerry Jones does. Right. <laughs> he ain't leaving. He could shoot someone in like, like Trump. <laughs> he can shoot someone in broad daylight and it, it, it doesn't matter. But like, yeah, Dan is not. I mean, Dan Snyder is not Jerry Jones. So, no, he he could be forced out, and if he's not forced out, financially speaking, he, he his pockets might be hurting right now. I mean, even with all the money he has, his his pockets might be hurting after all of this stuff is settled. So that's that's the big thing. Money talks. Yeah, I mean, even and again, not I'm not trying to throw like like I'll put it this way. I think Dan Snyder really he, he's always been a fan of the team. And I really, truly believe that he wants the team to be great and that he, he really does love this team. Yeah, but being a, being a fan of a team is not your job when you own it. You have to have a switch and you have to have a separation between the two. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he can flip that switch. He's, he hasn't done it to this point. I don't think he ever, can, he could, ever could. Um, but regardless of what anyone thinks or says about Dan Snyder, I think everyone can agree with. And again, as long as, you know, <laughs> a lot of these things that all these allegations are, you know, if, if he's clean of, of or at least rid of a lot of these things, people just want, no matter who the owner is, they just want to see a team that they can root for and just have a good time and hopefully have a championship level team in the DMV. I really think that's what every everyone Well, another one DC because wants. we have we have three other ones, but we, we, we Well, fo- football field. football, but football is really important to DC. It really yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, like I'll, you know, I'll put it this way. Did we did a lot of people love when the Nationals won? Absolutely. But I don't know if people or even the Capitals or the Mystics, but I don't know if anyone would ever you know, can you imagine if Washington won a Super Bowl? Oh, they'd burn pa- it down. It, like, like it would. It, the parades wouldn't even be comparable. Yeah, it, no, it, yeah, no. yeah. I said, like, remember? I remember just, just when when the Capitals won. I was I was downtown. Uh, right. Just, like all of that. It was the it was the most uh, respectful. You know, no, nothing got torn up. Everybody. I mean, aside from like one dude climbing a light pole. It was <laughs> yeah. Nice and respectful. It was nice and respectful. Everybody clean, you know, it was a couple car honking, whatever. If right. Washington if Washington ever wins the Super Bowl, we will burn this city to the ground. <laughs> like the the same way Philly did. When Philly won a Super Bowl, yeah. they tore that city up. Imagine if they lost. <laughs> I, like, I tell you what though, I really like this team though. As far as as far as like the X's and O's and, and, and the leadership, at least from a coaching standpoint, and you know like, and I like the fact that Jack Del Rio. I mean, I know he says some things here and there that kind of you scratch your head and you're kind of like, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said that. But as a defensive coach and a defensive minded coach, um, and a guy who's had experience filling in, you know, um, for a coach at you know had to be sidelined because of a health issue, he, I, I feel comfortable with what they have on the field. I really do. 
I think they can win eight games, and I think that's a win for them. Right. And that defense, oh, man. I mean, we keep going back to it, but it's just like, yeah, with Del Rio on, like, finally having a competent defensive coordinator. Yeah. Well, since Greg Williams, we really haven't had it. So, um, well, yeah, that's the thing. Since him, like, or Greg Blash, because he he had like a top five defense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, even Marvin Lewis couldn't do it. Marvin Lewis couldn't even do it when he came from Baltimore, you know, (laughs) as far as defense. But yeah, I mean, it's it's been a while, and and I think them moving to a four three was a good a good move. Now that's their base. I mean, they're gonna have other you know coverages in there, but I I think they're getting back to their roots, and I think it's. I, I just I just want to see Chase Young firing off on on the outside with his you know his hand in the ground. I just think he's a he's gonna be a beast. Um, he's gonna be hard to block with him and Kerrigan those boys over there. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, and I wonder does 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 Kerrigan take snaps from Sweat or do they move Kerrigan to like a situational role or like I mean I wonder what their plan is with him. Yeah, I I think they do they they still love him as a linebacker. He's made so many strides. It's something that Arakpo I don't think ever ever did that. And I didn't expect him to, and I didn't want him to do that. But right. Kerrigan really did take off in that uh, outside linebacker position. So I, I, but I do think they're going to move him around because how do you block? You know, like like because it was Sweat. The, the verdict's still out on Sweat. I still think he's going to have a, a bounce back year. But mm-hmm. I, I really feel comfortable with Young and and um, and uh, Kerrigan on the outside on on you know on third down. I really I like the idea the sound of that. Yeah. Um. But linebacker support in the middle uh, is a little sketch. You know, Thomas Davis is up there in age, but I, he could still produce. Um, I just the linebacking core is still not what I really expect to see. Depth. Why do the defensive back though? I, I'm I'm liking the defensive back situation. I love Jimmy Moreland. I think he's going to have a good yeah, year. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, 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 and and um, you know, obviously Landon Collins is great. You know. You know, I wonder, Darby I wonder, gives him stability back there, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Now, the only thing, that spot next to Collins, I mean, I know Sean Davis got signed, but I'm just like, I mean, what are we getting with him? You know, like, you know, he's 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 got all the measurables. He's, what, 6'2", 220? He's, he's a solid guy. He's a glue, he's a glue yeah. guy. But I, I'll tell you what, um, don't be shocked if you see Kaliki Hudson back there or Troy Akpe. Yeah, I'm telling that, you. that's what I'm saying, especially Troy Akpe, yeah. Because because Troy Akpe has been playing like a man possessed right now in in uh, training camp, and um, I I only say Kaliki Hudson because I just know what I've seen on tape from him in Michigan, and I I just think that eventually they're gonna let him loose. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, um, I keep forgetting about him. Yep. Yeah, they're gonna let him loose, and they're gonna move him around a lot. He's gonna be he's gonna be at the safety. Uh, he's gonna play single high. He's gonna be moving around. He's gonna be roaming. They're gonna hide him behind defensive line. They're gonna do so much with him, if if they're smart. Um, Which I think they real is. So yeah, and, unlike Manuski. of course they are. But it's just like sometimes you can have the best people at the right positions, but they just don't do it. They 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 get cute, you know, and they they right. don't. They don't stick to what really works. They're bread and butter, but but Del Rio, to his credit, he he dials up a lot of exotic blitzes. So I, I think he's going to really love working with this personnel. Um, on paper, they look good. In camp, not so much. I mean, Rivera's really had some tough time. He he's been vocal that it's just not getting it done, and he's been you know he's a defensive guy. He's played the position. He right. he knows what he needs to see, and he's not seeing it effort wise. So. 
Um, they're going to rally and get behind him, obviously, for his situation and the team as a whole, just to get on the right path. But, I, I, you know, I, they, I'm tired. We both know. We, we've watched the team for many years. On paper means nothing with this team. And I don't. how many preseason Super Bowls did this team win? I mean, they, they need to really figure it out. Uh, but on paper, they look good. Haskins, I hope he does well. And he has good running backs to, I think, um, give him a little more time to throw. So we'll see. You know, it's, right. it's tough to tell right now. There's no preseason, which really hurts players like Bryce Love and stuff like that. But he's been looking good, too. And he's, he's allegedly really healthy now. And he could, he could be that guy that he was at Stanford. Yeah, and now they, the, yep, pretty much. So, another preseason Super Bowl, but let's see how it translates. That's right, yep. Let's see how it translates. But I think we've gone on for another hour. This is another hour show this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely got got a lot to talk about this one. Um, hope everyone uh, enjoyed it. Uh, this is uh, your sports fix on the Sports Pulse. Devin Ashby and Daniel Cusin Jr., and we'll be seeing you next week. See you next week.